0: Welcome to this episode of the award-winning Best of the Left podcast. This is a sample of our recent bonus episode, usually only available to members. These episodes are comprised of our crew of researchers, Amanda and myself, all getting together for a roundtable discussion on topics that we find interesting. So here's a few minutes for free so you can know what all the fuss is about. We're sort of picking up where we left off. I, I was saying something at the end of the last episode about human structure. I You don't have to try to remember. I, I had to go back and listen myself to remember what the hell I was talking about. But we were talking about the dopamine detox being a response to the creation of social structures, like social media, and the, the perception, I think quite right, perception that... The, these new technological structures that are altering society are bad. And so people are responding to that by pushing against it or arguing that we need a change, you know, dopamine detox might be a little individualistic and maybe we need more, uh, you know, policy change and that's, that sort of thing. But what I, what I got talking about was how, you know, I was like, look, we don't think that people need to be told how to build society from scripture. But we do believe that there is such a thing as like structures of society that need to be built on things like ethics and morality, but also just social norms. And that's sort of the glue that ends up holding people together. And what was in the back of my head as I was saying that, (laughs) which I did not have time to explain, but wanted to uh, talk about today, was... These articles from the Babylon Bee that, uh, that I had come across recently, the Babylon Bee for the uninitiated is the right-wing Christian and not like lightly Christian, but uh, I, I read a little profile piece. And the guy who either founded or, or bought the Babylon Bee was like, you know, he used to go to a mega church, but they weren't hardcore enough for him and so he rebelled <laughs> against the mega church by going more extreme and now he's like doing jesus's work by writing satirical art- articles arguing against trans people and wokeness like that's that's not even like me putting disdainful commentary on it like that's kind of <laughs> what he'd say himself
1: but it's just the facts.
0: They've they've written these series of articles over years that I have found incredibly enlightening, uh, which is ironic. Uh, so the the first years ago, it's it's one of those satirical articles that doesn't even have an article. It's literally just a headline with a picture. So it's a picture of, of Adam and Eve, and it says, "Couple follows their hearts, comma billions dead." <laughs> hilarious and uh and then you know a couple couple years later they wrote the article Hitler's newly discovered diary reveals he was just quote following his heart and i only found those because i went searching for the one that came out this month which is titled report record number of people following their hearts and the picture that goes along with it is let's see um well there's a drag queen obviously there's okay, so. like a mob um there's a picture of so I think it's the side of a wall of a coffee shop because a person it's like a, a cartoon person on an outdoor space is um drinking coffee and but they like look gay or maybe trans like actually they have little i didn't notice this until now they have like scars under their breasts where they maybe had their uh, breast removed so it's like a trans man drinking coffee um hitler and and then just like what looks like maybe a man wearing makeup so, that, that's their example of people following their hearts. <laughs>
1: Which one of these things doesn't belong? It's like Sesame Street game. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. And and so, I I say that this is, um, you know, really enlightening to me because I didn't know until now that there were still people walking around who who, like, didn't get the message of the enlightenment. I was just like, <laughs> I mean, at least we're all on the same page about, like human rights, and, and you know, just like, uh, I mean, e- even even just the, you know, your freedom ends at, the, you know, like, the, whatever, the, the freedom of your fist ends at the bridge of my nose, right? it's like, didn't, aren't we, like, all on board with that as an absolute baseline? Um, but it turns out, a bunch of Christians think, at least, and they're portraying it through satire, They think that, like, the liberal let people do what they want mentality would carry over to Hitler and genocide.
1: I get that. I mean, Hitler, he (laughs) was a flaming liberal. (laughs) Let's be honest. I get that. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Clearly, all of his values were about setting people free and like making sure everyone had what they needed like definitely yeah so when when jason's article i was like uh hitler didn't follow his heart he wanted to be a painter read a fucking book <laughs> but um yeah i don't think like his deep passion was to be a political megalomaniac um i think his deep passion was to be an artist and he was criticized and his little ego couldn't take that. so instead he killed millions of people. It was, it was the <laughs> yeah. alternate yeah. version of his. Didn't get to
2: follow his heart. Yeah. Millions dead.
0: Yeah. There you go.
2: That would, that would be a better. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. th- there we go. Those, th- <laughs>
2: those are always like self reports, right? Like what they're saying is that if I followed my heart, I would get rid of billions of people. Yeah. If I, I followed my <laughs> heart, a bunch of people would suffer. Like, yeah. That's what that's what I hear when they say stuff like that.
0: Wired has a bit of a profile piece on Doug Rushkoff. saying the headline is, Doug Rushkoff is ready to renounce the digital revolution. And this name I was not familiar with, but some of his works I was. And he has been a long time techno optimist, and now he's not, hmm. which is very refreshing. As as people who uh, very regularly critique techno optimists, it's nice to see someone come back from the brink. And so, the Amanda, I think you have more, but the quote that I pulled is. Uh, from Doug saying, I've come to see these technologies as intrinsically anti-human. How far back do we have to go to find technology that's not about controlling nature? You have to go back to the fucking indigenous people and permaculture. That's the future.
1: I highlighted the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) What was so satisfying about this article is is and i probably took way too many screenshots mostly because it was kind of like a affirming article like it just said everything we've been saying (laughs) for a long time just really nicely and succinctly and now i want to read his his latest book which is called um oh just blanked shoot
2: Survival of the Richest, Escape Fantasies of the Tech Billionaires.
1: Yeah. I really want to read his book, which is called Survival of the Richest, because I, I think he is probably going to nail things really, really well um, in a very nicely, nice and succinct package. But yeah, a, lo- a lot of this, I was just like, oh, okay. he. It's taken him a while, but he has come to the core of what we constantly talk about. And that was affirming because he has like done the work to get there. Like he's been searching for solutions and ways to merge technology and humanity. And he's been writing about this forever. He he's, was part of the documentary merchants of cool from 2001, which people may have seen. It was a frontline documentary and he's done a lot since then about social media, about advertising, etc. on PBS. And he, he, in his lifetime of searching has finally come to this realization of, Oh, we can't really merge technology and humanity. They don't actually go together. And you know, he, he initially was into the idea of this shareable economy, right? Because that seemed like a good thing.
0: I pulled that quote. He says, This is not quoting him directly, it's just from the article. Room sharing platforms would reduce housing costs, and ride sharing platforms would reduce the number of cars on the road. Rushkoff was a proponent of reorganizing the internet according to peer to peer principles, and he became one of the site's most popular contributors. As platforms like Airbnb and Uber took over, leading the world into a new age of inequality and increased resource consumption, his dream of participatory decentralization died hard.
1: Yeah, and this happened to him more than once. <laughs> like he's he had a vision, and then reality hit, and like it just totally un, like undercut what he thought was true or what he thought was possible. So that was one, and then the other one was um, thinking that, or or when Occupy Wall Street was happening. And let me just find the quote here. In response to this capitalist takeover of the internet, Rushkoff proposed solutions firmly in line with his longstanding commitment to decentralization. He held at the time that the government should take a step back and allow change to appear at the grassroots level. In a keynote address at the 2008 Personal Democracy Forum, Rushkoff called for presidential candidate Barack Obama to promote solar power not by state fiat, but by deregulation. The government needed to move out of the way of all those people who are ready to implement solar power themselves," he said. Two months and five days later, Lehman Brothers collapsed, signaling the peak of the 2008 financial crisis and dramatizing the need for a new social code. And so he was like, "Oh, (laughs) (laughs) never mind." (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then Occupy Wall Street started getting going, and he was actually like very much supportive of their cause, and you know said out loud either in an article or speaking somewhere like if you're pretending you don't know why these people are upset you're like you're lying to yourself like clearly every like even if you don't agree with them or don't agree with their approach like to not understand why they are angry is absurd and so he kind of started to and he loved their movement because he's into decentralization right like that was sort of his whole that was his entry point because he thought like this is not a leader top down movement. I'm down with that. That's how I want the internet to be this democracy, internet style. And of course, like, through the years, as billionaires became a repeat of the golden age, he started to realize like, there is no democracy of the internet. This is not a thing. (laughs) So this story, I just found super fascinating. I don't know if it's necessarily like really linked to our discussion but I just found this mind blowing so in his new book he talks about he you know shares his personal anecdote in 2017 Rushkoff accepted an invitation to give a keynote speech at a fancy resort an easy supplement to his public sector income. But his audience turned out not to be the typical crowd of white-collar managers. Instead, he was confronted with five ultra-wealthy hedge fund guys sitting around a table, and they didn't want Rushkoff's standard media theorist spiel. They wanted him to provide solutions for a hypothetical post-apocalyptic scenario they called the event. Where should we locate our bunker complexes? They asked. And how do we structure? How do we secure the loyalty of our private guards once money becomes valueless? Yikes. <laughs> 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 that one really blew my mind. <laughs> I mean, not not surprised by surprise, but just was like the honesty of it. The like real honesty of it was was. Was it on here that we talked about the underground bunker apartment complex or whatever that was being talked about amongst elites of like, what's our essentially we, we, ref-
2: we referenced that exact quote, I think. Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he, he uses that story to extrapolate out and saying like, this is what technocrats are like. They're not really thinking about you. <laughs> They're thinking about, themselves <laughs> and to give them all this power and control is absurd. It's
2: a good time to p- plug the Ronan Farrow uh, profile on Elon Musk mm. and how embedded into the US government he is and how n- necessary he is for defense and yeah. space yeah. travel and exploration and Just how much power he has, and how we all know—we've talked, everybody's talked about Elon Musk a bunch of times. He is a an awful facsimile of a human being, and he's really good at one thing, and that's acquiring power and money. And he's done that, and that's all he's about. We held him up as some sort of savior figure for way too long, but like now he—he really does have the ear of the Department of Defense, Mm -hmm. and that's terrifying. Because what he's doing is sucking up power. And like the the Rushkoffs of the world who really did think that tech was the solution. He was a true believer. He's not, he wasn't cynical. He really thought that. And for him to come to the realization that maybe this isn't the way forward, It should be eye-opening.
0: That's it for today's free sample. There's lots more of that particular episode, as well as there being dozens of past bonus episodes that you get access to in your feed the minute you sign up as a new member. Paying members are who make this entire show possible, and so these bonus episodes are a fun way to say thanks to them for their support. In addition to those full bonus episodes, members also get bonus clips in every single regular episode, as well as there being no ads in the regular show. If you would like to be our newest member, you can sign up at com slash support. You can use our Patreon page, or you can do it from right inside the Apple Podcast app, and links to get there are right in our show notes. And if you can't afford membership, I offer free financial hardship memberships. Just drop me an email to j at bestoftheleft.com, and we will get you set up, no questions asked. Or, again to sign up and support the show and our ability to give away free financial hardship memberships visit us at bestofleft.com/support thanks for listening